Welcome to the Ether. Today is Monday, May 30th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Towards the Cosmos and Beyond, NFTs and Protocols Discussion, hosted by SuperTerra. Let's take a listen. Good morning, mate. Uh, welcome. Um, I think with the, I think there's quite a substantial space uh, also going on at the same time. So it uh, uh, may, may, uh, may take a little while, but uh, hopefully we'll have a few uh, come and join us. Uh, and we'll get underway in, in a couple of minutes. Sounds good. It's usually the case at this time anyway. So, Absolutely. Well, I think that there's a, there's a range of projects potentially going to join us. And I guess yeah, I can, we, can, we can kick things off and people will, will join when, when they can. Um, so I guess in terms of setting the scene for both, obviously now, uh, for anyone listening live or for anyone listening back later, this is the latest in our uh, regular weekly spaces that we've been running now for um, quite a number of months and uh, literally come hell or high water, regardless of what's happening in the broader markets, we've been keeping these going. I guess the theme for tonight's or this morning's uh, spaces for, for you, Simon, is um, focusing on, obviously, there's a whole raft of projects uh, set to move to uh, different chains and embrace new opportunities. Some are looking at remaining with, 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 with Terra, but also doing a sort of multi-chain element. Um, clearly, uh, a very large announcement that happened a few days ago around uh, Loop, which we can obviously go into some depth on, uh, and also just talk around um, some of those opportunities that are starting to spring up, particularly um, in, in the Cosmos chains. And obviously, um, the and beyond uh, reflects the whole raft of projects that are moving to the likes of um, Solana, Algorand, um, ETH, and, uh, and uh, others as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, Loop's a really interesting one. Uh, you know, obviously the, with the move to Juno and that was kind of in the, behind the scenes for a little bit. Uh, the really what, the big one that really kind of is a good talking point too is, is actually Cardo. Cardo is quite interesting because, you know, Cardo's really embraced the multi-chain route and you're re- really servicing a lot, of, uh, a lot of the Cosmos chains. So, you know, by building on-ramps for, for you know, Juno and Comdex and Osmosis and, and all these chains, it's going to be quite exciting to see um, you know, the adoption of, of Cosmos uh, go up quite a lot with, you know, the ability on board a lot easier um, with Cardo. So that, that's quite an interesting one as well. So with regards to Cardo, obviously a huge and exciting uh, project. And I've actually used uh, the service uh, a few months ago, very effective. Um, is that a recent pivot or were they always looking to sort of move uh, multi-chain even before the recent activities that happened within Terra? Look, I, I I don't actually know. I hadn't um, talked to them about that um, specifically, but uh, it makes sense from you know to go multi-chain from that. But I think they had a, probably their plate full with UST already, right? You know, the whole idea was scaling UST uh, for Cardo just made sense to have a stablecoin on wrap. You know, if I was them, I definitely would have uh, you know had plans to go multi-chain, but 
probably at that point in time, they probably had enough um, focus just to stay, you know, um, obviously single chain uh, with Terra and UST. Uh, but now it's obviously opened up those doors to go across multiple, multiple chains. So it'd be really interesting to see how they do it too. I wonder if, you know, like with each chain, I wonder if it'll be like a straight onboard into like Juno, for example, or Osmosis. I'm, I'm guessing that will happen or whether they'll use a stable coin of some sort uh, to onboard straight to that. I'm, I'm keen to see what happens with that and the kind of timeframes. And I think as well for, for, for the real mass adoption opportunity, which obviously they're looking to do, uh, that, that's, that's a logical path to go down. And uh, yeah, bringing in some sort of uh, stable coin um, element to their uh, on-ramping makes a lot of sense. And as you rightly said, there was a massive um, investment and focus on UST. I guess they've, they've literally flipped the model to focus on, uh, as you say, a variety of, of predominantly Cosmos chains. Uh, but I think that there's certainly a project that would be interested to, to explore uh, further with and see, uh, obviously, the next direction they're looking to move in. So that, so that should be uh, quite, uh, quite a fascinating development. I can see a few people are joining us now, which is great. Um, we're looking really to explore you know, kind of where projects are going next and potentially do a little bit of a deeper dive into a project that's, 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 that's close to Simon and myself in terms of uh, some of the activities that are happening with the, the, the many facets of Loop and, um, and, and the pivot that the, um, the core team have made and the announcement uh, of, of uh, forward building on uh, Juno, which uh, is, is something that was uh, released uh, a few days ago um, to, to quite, a, quite a big um, uh, awareness and fanfare. But again, uh, for this particular space, is I really want to also kind of give a little bit of airtime and exposure to some of the other project moves that are happening uh, to, to other chains. I mean, interestingly, in terms of um, Cosmos uh, moves, NFT project-wise, at this early stage, I've not seen many sort of declaring a Cosmos move. I think, I think a few have started to move in that direction, but um, uh, certainly the majority of early announcements were obviously ETH, uh, Solana particularly, with quite a few. Algorand, which uh, obviously an exciting um, developing chain there for NFTs. And uh, there have been a handful of, of other uh, sort of individual kind of expressions of interest in investigating some of the other um, uh, L1 chains for uh, yeah, marketplace opportunities. I think probably one of the big ones there being Polygon and the announcement, uh, again, uh, just I think it was just before the weekend, that uh, One Planet are uh, essentially moving there. And uh, and rebuilding their operation to to support a range of projects, um, uh, one of which uh, declared uh, a couple of days ago, which is Dystopia AI, who will be moving with Polygon, and also the uh, the exciting uh, Riot Factory, and the uh, the robots. They're also uh, looking to move. So 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 some interesting uh, interesting um, you know, forward progress with those chains. Yeah, we were talking about this yesterday, actually. Like. Some of the issues that we have with, uh, you know, with maybe moving projects moving to Solana is that, you know, a lot of projects move to Solana thinking that, you know, there's because of the increased liquidity, uh, they're going to, you know, straight away go off with a bang. And the same with some of those other chains that already have very established NFT kind of uh, collections. The problem is there's also a lot more noise, right? So if you move to a chain like ETH uh, and OpenSea that already has a huge, huge NFT scene, you suddenly got to cut through all that noise 
and hope that the community that you've built already on Terra is big enough or enough to make a splash when you move to the new chain. And that's not always the case. Like a lot of times, like in a more advanced NFT scene requires like a more advanced NFT project and, or, or, you know, kind of like a different kind of in. And so I think a lot of projects have kind of had a bit of a shock moving to Solana and realizing it's a very different scene to what they've been experiencing on Terra. Um, so I think that kind of bodes to the importance of potentially for NFT projects to kind of either move in a group like what's happened with Polygon and One Planet, which will be interesting to see how that goes, or even to um, you know, find chains that are more similar to how the Terra scene was set up, like Algorand uh, is a perfect example of that. I still think a lot of projects have really uh, not looked hard enough into Cosmos. I think, I, I, like I remember like a couple months back, uh, Super Terra and I were discussing where to move for our own project. And Cosmos seemed like a really, like the the, option that made a lot of sense like we you know we wanted terror but at the time as well terror didn't have you know necessarily the liquidity that we're looking for but also um you know we we're always looking to go multi-chain and cosmos we always looked at stargaze for example and stargaze was always you know selling out projects on mints like pretty much every project on mint was selling out uh, and there was a lot of liquidity there was a lot of like, stuff going on there so I think, you know, a lot of projects should, uh, if I were projects, I would still look at Cosmos, especially from a future positioning perspective um, to go, hey, you know, Cosmos is still relatively small. There is quite a lot of liquidity. There's very little competition for NFT projects, but the tech's amazing and it's actually going to, you know, quite blow up quite a lot in the future. So this NFT scene will blow up as well. So yeah, quite interesting. A lot of projects haven't taken that jump just yet. I think I know, I know a number are obviously consulting their communities and looking at the the options. Uh, I think it's important to mention uh, you know, one one project that's that's declared that they are that they're staying with Terra and you know very much an apex project in in, in galactic um, punks. But something else probably kind of allied to what you just said there, Simon, is the fact that um, if you kind of move into what is already quite a crowded uh, marketplace, if you like, then you've got to make sure that that you're absolutely able to swim with those larger uh, projects and, and get the cut through that you need. Whereas obviously the trade-off is if you go for a, perhaps a smaller or less developed NFT uh, market, uh, whether it be necessarily lower liquidity, but actually you trade that off with potentially higher profile as an early adopter. And I think that's, that is, that's, that's definitely a trade-off that I'm seeing with a number of um, uh, project moves. I've also seen projects have initially declared for one chain and then had a bit of a sort of a, a rethink. And I think you've, you've touched upon it there with, with some of the Solana moves where they thought, well, actually, is, is that the right one for our particular project? Uh, and something else that was debated on the spaces I was on a few days ago is that each chain has, to some extent, certain sort of unique characteristics or, or, or associated characteristics, whether it be art style, community style, and so on, that means that depending on the project that, that's looking to move, they can find a more natural home in some chains than others. Obviously, Algorand with its kind of green-leaning credentials and lots of nature-related projects was a really nice natural fit for a Poppin' Puffins, for example. Um, so that's that's interesting that, you know, there's, there's quite a lot of factors to take into account as people People are obviously assessing those options. Um, and I guess, you know, the other one that, that um, has been talked about a little bit as well 
is is, is what the world of Terra Two looks like. Obviously, there's 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 a familiarity there, but there's a massive rebuild job to to do. Uh, and uh, and actually, uh, for any of the um, builders, it's it's a case of obviously having to switch to the new chain um, because essentially the, the you know the Luna Classic chain as it as it now is um, obviously has all the assets there. But the intention is to build on on Terra Two for for many. So I think that's that's another interesting pivot that some of those projects will have to think about as well. Yeah, for sure. So I think in terms of so I say well well we wait for um, some of the projects to uh, to join us. Uh, and as we know the the beauty of space is uh, some weeks we can have as we did uh, last week uh, uh, an enormous uh, audience. Other weeks um, a more sort of um, uh, intimate crowd uh, joining to listen, which is fantastic. Um, but obviously, anyone who's uh, currently listening, if you'd like to uh, step forward, share your thoughts. You don't necessarily need to be a project to share your thoughts. You can share your own thoughts on you know, where you see the opportunities um, yourselves in terms of what appeals to you in, in terms of the other chains. If you're if you're looking at um, uh, you know your own um, NFT journey, um, certainly for me. Um, I'm already realizing that um, some, some of the chains are a little bit harder to uh, directly access. You know, buying the, um, the relevant native tokens isn't always as easy as perhaps uh, we've been used to for, for, for some of the kind of the, the terror setup. Uh, and in other cases, uh, quite, a, quite a different uh, UX experience as well going into those. So, so I'd love to hear any thoughts on that. Uh, and, um, and obviously, as as we move forwards, um, any thoughts on some, some of the community shifts that you may have seen and discussions on the various discords? Because obviously there's a lot of um, uh, activity underway at the moment to, to move to these new channels. Um, so that'd be good to, uh, good to get those views as well. Yeah, I, like I'm really interested to see what happens with Terra 2. And um, I think you'll see a lot of the projects even on Terra 2. So I kind of move into the cosmos a lot more. You know, one of the things of Terra One that was almost problematic was that it was super wall. It had this big, like, uh, you know, wall garden off to Cosmos. So, for those that maybe understand or not understand the technology, they uh, were running Terra's, Terra One was running on an old version of Cosmosm and an old version of IBC, which meant that it wasn't, you know, cross chain compatible with uh, smart contracts or tokens with the rest of uh, of Cosmos, which I was actually almost like a, a downfall for it because um, not, not, not that it affected whether USD was going to, was going to happen with USD or not, but it meant that, you know, the DAPA ecosystem and the ecosystem of protocols really was, you know, really inconvenienced and, and didn't get the liquidity that it could have had from, you know, the boom of, of Cosmos. You know I mean? Juno and, and Osmosis and stuff had a really strong boom. So, uh, now it's going to be interesting to see that it's even more cross-chain. Like everything's going to be like super cross-chain. And I'd imagine after a certain size, what Terra projects will do is they'll spin up their own DAP chains in Cosmos. So instead of just getting Terra 2 as the main focus, Terra will now just become another Cosmos chain. And DAPs in the Cosmos, you know, in Terra will will really you know, focus on most of, of the ecosystem rather than just on Terra, I think. And I think that will be a great advantage for protocols that can then spin up their own uh, DAP chains. That, that's whether they, uh, you know, there's no conflict between Cosmos and Terra communities or kind of ideologies and stuff like that. So that would be really interesting to see as well. 
so that, that sort of greater intraoperability is, is obviously an um, un- unforeseen um, opportunity that Terra 2 gives over, over Terra 1, which is quite interesting in terms of the future development. I think the other aspect as well for me, whilst not directly NFT related, is the fact that for any builders on Terra 2 now, that kind of value capture mechanism that the original uh, Lunar Coin had that meant that the alts were kind of often, particularly when, when airdrops happened, sold and then uh, the money reinvested into to Lunar. I feel that there's a chance for uh, some of the Terra alts on Terra 2 as, as the chain gets established to be perhaps a bit more, um, a bit more of you know, less less drawn in by the black hole that was the value capture mechanism of of, of, of Luna One. So that that's another aspect that I think would be really interesting to see how that plays out um, in the coming weeks and months. But I think it's fair to say uh, the realization a lot of projects have had is, uh, I know, I've been as guilty of this as anyone. Uh, the overexposure to one chain has now led people to sort of think about. Absolutely, spreading themselves out more, and I think to your point, Simon, the uh, the, the opportunity there to perhaps um, interlink between you know Terra Two and the other um, Cosmos chains um, is 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 uh, offers a very interesting you know possibility for the builders to continue uh, focusing in in, in if like if you like the safer waters or familiar waters. Of, of terror, whilst knowing that there is actually an almost immediate opportunity to uh, diversify as, as as things develop, uh, and obviously there are lots of other projects that are looking at you know staying cross across cross chains. So uh, even before the recent events, we know the likes of um, uh, Solana, for example, uh, had a a, a terror cross chain project. In, in terms of um, our friends from uh, from Hero NFT, uh, and they already have uh, some interesting work that they've created on on a contract bridge, which allows uh, the NFTs from Terra to actually port across uh, to uh, to Solana, and I think that's an interesting bridge opportunity there. Uh, and I'm sure other projects will be looking with interest as as to how that could potentially work and support them as well. Do you know much about what Levana's doing? Um, what's the? Um, I saw something about Levana helping projects bridge over. Do you know much about that? Not a massive deal, but I did have someone contact me over the weekend with a little bit of information around Levana's own collections and uh, and what's happening next. I think there's there's a, a strong call to go into the Discord and uh, make sure that uh, uh, the various um, aspects of uh, you know nesting eggs and 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 uh, cracking and so on are done before uh, there's a move. And in fact, it's probably worth sharing on this space. So at, at uh, <clears throat> 10, I'm assuming it's AM, it doesn't state, it says 10 UTC on June the 1st, uncracked meteors and unnested eggs um, are not eligible to warp chains with Levana. So the plan is, Levana wants everything, <coughs> excuse me, carried out um, in preparation for, for, for a jump to a, a new home. Um, but obviously only certain aspects of the project will be, will be going forwards. Um, so 
I think it's going to be quite interesting um, as to where that goes next. As for helping other projects, potentially it's linked to that. I'll be honest, I'm not as close to um, Levana's next stage plans. Again, I don't know if anyone uh, listening um, has has anything they could you know, cast an eye on, on on that. Give us a little bit more uh, context and depth to to it. That'd be that'd be quite helpful. Because um, again, as always, as always, say on these on these um, events, it is about. Um, you know, the opportunity to step up, share your thoughts, um, share your views on where things are going next. And um, uh, but yes, um, uh, as I say, all I really know, Simon, is that uh, Levana themselves have been very clear that there are certain actions that need to, to take place before um, the uh, the first of June in order that you're not left behind. So I've actually shared that as part of my pinned um, thread. Uh, where we've got obviously a lot of information that I'm trying to collate from the many projects that are uh, obviously making their moves. Um, and there are, in some cases, I think it's probably worth sharing this one, uh, the uh, projects are already announcing mint dates. So um, Poppin' Puffins are tentatively, they put something out this afternoon, looking at a third of June mint. And what's interesting about that is they, they are going to allow uh, people to port their existing puffins across, and then they're looking to do a substantial additional mint of new puffins uh, there are whitelist opportunities so that so that obviously uh, people who've qualified for those will, will, will get an early chance to to add the puffins then there will be a, a, a public uh, sale phase so that's happening on the 3rd of June tentatively it's, it's out in the public domain so I'm not sharing anything that's um, that's that's not that not that's not not broadly available, uh, but that's interesting. And, and I know that I think uh, Stone Ducks and also Rect Wolf are fairly close to uh, uh, yeah, announcing further details on their own respective mints. Where both of those projects are moving to the to the um, the ETH world. Um, so uh, yeah, lots of lots of things happening. Uh, there are a number of projects as well. And I think again, it's worth mentioning this uh, loop uh, is, is doing a really uh, uh, good um, opportunity for projects that want to um, move chains and join join their own sort of planned um, activities with the nft marketplace set to, to to now launch on on juno obviously originally it was days away from launching on terra before the uh, uh, much uh, discussed uh, broadly known uh, globally uh, collapse of the terra one chain um but but there's an opportunity there for projects that to to, to um you know, f follow loop and i think importantly and it's probably worth emphasizing this simon it's not about locking um, projects into one chain i think it's quite the opposite and i think we will see a lot of projects now looking at uh, <coughs> multiple multiple mints on different chains so they're spreading out their um their exposure and i think that's that's where um i see a kind of you know a basket of opportunities for um the different groups to really embrace going forwards yeah, big time, especially in Cosmos, right? Like, I, I mean, just in general, I think I think many many projects will really uh, almost have massive advantage with the 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 way that kind of sushi's gone, right? I mean, there's a couple of ways that you can do it. You can either set up on cross chain uh, where it can conflicts, or you can set up like imagine you go up and set up, you know, on Solana and Polygon, uh, but also you could set up a you know you set up a chain on cosmos that you're not really competing with yourself because you're actually uh there is different user bases right so if you've got a really good product on on one chain 
I don't see why you can't do it. The only thing is you've got to keep in mind that whatever you do with those kind of cross-chain expansion is that there is some marketing required or some awareness and community building required, and it does take some bandwidth. So that's just another piece to keep in mind around around that. But I think it's a, it's like a slow expansion plan. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and um, I think as well, there was almost a kind of a bit of a, a kind of, I suppose, a reaction that someone might have if, say, a building was on fire uh, to quickly run and make some decisions before then um, realizing actually, in some cases, particularly for projects that hadn't got to the to the mint stage, I think it's, it's much more difficult if, you, if you've minted and your treasury's been uh, substantially wiped out or, or, or impacted. But I think there's, there's quite a lot of good reflection going on now to look at wh- where works well. And I think in some cases, projects have instantly found a new home, which is fantastic and there's a good fit. But I think for others, I think we'll see a, a, that period of reflection. And also, let's be honest, we're in a little bit of a, a bear market at the moment. So that's also probably giving uh, projects kind of pause, pausing opportunities to really think about that kind of next phase of build. So um, we've got Big Man on. Hey, guys. Uh, apologize if I'm out of breath. I just got done uh, doing a bit of a hike, so a uh, bit of short breath. But uh, I wanted to uh, just come on and, and talk about NFTs a little bit more. I've been considering all the uh, potential use cases, or at least some of the potential use cases for NFTs. And I think there's a, a whole market that's being um, perhaps ignored or just hasn't been discovered yet. And I think that's um, in terms of dealing with the uh, the retail space. Um, I think the gamification of, of just, you know, general, re- <clears throat> general retail chains uh, is something that I think would be a lot of fun uh, for both for customers and for the you know the the uh, uh, stores themselves, I think you know you look at like the gamification of uh, in America we have you know McDonald's that that did the Monopoly uh, series and that that's they've been doing that for years and incredibly successful and I, I think uh, you know with NFTs providing a uh, more of like a, you know a market or a, a you know, a u- unique uh, user experience where, you know, there, there could, in my, you know, just spitballing ideas, but I think that there could be, you know, different limited edition series being launched by these, you know, imagine Starbucks or somebody going, okay, we're going to launch all of these, uh, this series of 10,000 NFTs. And, you know, you can interact with us when you buy a product, uh, you get an NFT and that might give you different unique uh, use cases, like perhaps, you know, general governance uh, things for small, you know, small events, things like that, that, you know, perhaps, you know, charity events that you would be able to kind of participate in. And uh, so I think that the the future really is is not so much in like who can get the biggest slice of this pie, but rather who can increase the size of the pie and make more, uh, uh, you know, onboard the the greatest number of people. Um, and I think that that's probably the the potential, uh, the greatest potential use case for NFTs is just the interaction with the retail market. So I just had that uh, wondering if you guys have been thinking about it, or if there's any projects that are working on that. Uh, I know Loop's been kind of working a little bit, you know, in the backgrounds with, um, you know, more of the, you know, uh, interacting with, with stores. I think it was in Melbourne, if I remember correctly you know, with uh, potential wallets or whatever, but um, 
you know, tokenization of, of stores and the potential use cases for their products and NFTs alongside of it would be really, you know, really interesting. So that's kind of my two cents. Yeah, brilliant. That's, a, that's actually a really, really good idea. And I agree with you totally. You know, like I don't think, the, I think there's, there's obviously multiple cases of your NFTs, but the, the, the way that I perceive the next phase of crypto is, is real world integrations of crypto into platforms where you don't really know that crypto is necessarily being used or not, right? So I was actually, you know, working on a lot of that stuff with a couple of projects that were going to launch on, on Lunar Launcher. Um, which is going to get rebranded uh, and, and is getting rebranded and moved. But there's a lot of projects that were going to launch, looking to launch on Terra that were actually uh, like real world integrations of, of crypto and UST into the real world and really using blockchain technology to kind of change existing industries. So I think that's the future of crypto. And that's a really great use case that you've identified that I think could really have some legs and merit is using those NFTs for gamification. I, I like it. Yeah, yeah, no, I think I think it'd be a lot of fun, I, and I also think that the greatest attraction, uh, you know, of course, for the users themselves would be a lot of fun. But I think too, you know, there's an incredible potential use case for the, uh, you know, for the companies themselves because they'll be able to track, you know, actual users instead of bots um, in terms of you know the interaction with the company and see what people enjoy and kind of even be able to lead customers to do different things you know say you know you do kind of like a pokemon go type of event or whatever or you just you know you show up to certain events or you buy certain uh series items uh you know even like again back to starbucks with like you know oh we have you know the uh in america i don't know if you guys have it everywhere else but the the unicorn swirl or whatever uh you know very short-term products might be able to get you kind of cool little benefits um and uh you know, I think that it would encourage uh, user participation with the retail space. So I think there's a, a huge industry potential there. But of course, again, for the users, it'd be a lot of fun. And the ability to kind of directly interact with a company, I think, would be best for both parties. Yeah, I think for me as well, I think I think that, that whole idea of broadening that community link. And I think I think you're right. Uh, it. it, it if done correctly, uh, some of the big big brands, and we're already seeing sort of early stages of, of you know, special collections being launched. Um, I think at the moment, though, the, the, probably the big brands themselves are feeling out uh, opportunities in the space. Now, I, I do know anecdotally that there's a lot of um, organizations are, are, are uh, investing in understanding what web three means for them uh, but yes i mean if you take like you say the starbucks example or mcdonald's or, or any of those those massive brands and um, they can almost reposition their loyalty programs and use an element of the nft uh, community experience and gamification and so on to to really like as i say deepen that relationship and also um yeah, it could could be a replacement for the traditional loyalty model for some of those um, large organisations. The kind of exclusivity and the benefits being uh, uh, managed with 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 blockchain support in the background. So I think I think it's a very very interesting uh, tangent and thought. Um, in terms of are we seeing that? Obviously, with the disruption to the space at the moment, uh, I, I don't know if there were many projects moving in that direction on, on the Terra blockchain, particularly. But I'm certain that there are uh, a number of you know large large brands that are obviously looking at 
um, you know, bringing perhaps some some of those early stage ideas to to other chains as well. So no, really, really interesting thoughts, and I uh, hope it's a good hike as well. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I, I think know. Big Man. Go ahead, sorry. Oops. I said I think it's too early along the adoption curve for many of these retail projects, like stores. I'd imagine maybe someone like Starbucks would be more open to it, but I think I, I think there's probably still too early on in the adoption curve for some of these. Maybe some of these um, brands may not want to experience the backlash. Um, just to touch on this, I think there was a there was a recent case of uh, of a movie producer, quite a movie a famous movie producer that released a movie as an NFT on secret network. And he released a lot. He got a lot of backlash for it because of his audience, mainly being like a certain type of mainstream audience that didn't really like NFTs or knew much about crypto. I'd imagine that projects would, would still be careful with that or still dance around that in these early stages and that early adoption is it's, it's kind of still really early adoption stage where some brands are, are coming out for crypto um, but they're obviously very strategic about it. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. There's a stigma, definitely, you know, being built, unfortunately, around crypto and and how, you know, money moving easily can easily be moved in the wrong direction. But um, I think that if if that's that's the objective, I think that the point of Web three isn't to you know tout crypto, but more just the ability to make the ease you know the use of of your finances uh, simplified and really just. Uh, able to be used in a million different ways. That's kind of the greatest attraction. Uh, and I think that whoever is able to really maximize on the, we're not crypto, but we use blockchain and we give you access to all these things, kind of a mentality. Um, and, you know, there's, it's, uh, it's kind of like the MacBook, you know, of, of things. It's, it's, you have the, um, the use of just the ease of use being built with a really great, you know, user experience and user interface of, you know, Mac, but perhaps PC and, and, you know, all of these other operating systems, you know, have more capability, but they're not done in such a way that's simplified. So I think that whoever wins that, that race of simplifying the uh, UX and UI will really have the biggest leg up. So uh, you're definitely right. There's, a, you know, a lot of learning curve to be done. But I think the fact that we're having the discussion shows how much closer we are than we were perhaps even five years ago, where it was just like, oh, okay, well, you have ETH and, <laughs> you know, pay $100 to move. It wasn't even possible in the mindset of uh, potential use cases at the time. So I think we're getting close. I could talk to on the UI UX a little bit because that's been a massive focus of mine. Um, like obviously loop isn't fully there yet, but it's something that we've been working on behind the scenes on really, really sharpening that UI UX and, you know, likely to rebrand, to do a bit of a rebrand as well. Um, not a rebrand, but just like a, a rejig of obviously Dex version three, which will look a lot like a lot, even a lot better UI UX. Uh, I think that that's been a big flaw in crypto for a long time has been the UI UX is, it's kind of been built by developers, right? And, and less with that user experience in mind. I think that's changing now and more and more we're going to start seeing uh, your protocols and chains really, really narrow down on that UI UX uh, to really create this, this, ease user, uh, this ease of user onboarding experience, which is actually something that I've been mega focused on and that I'm still focused on in the future. So I think you're, you're spot on with that and it's, it's very exciting. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's why I love Loop so much. You guys have a focus and understanding of both the retail space as well as the, you know, the the degen space. So, you know, building something that uh, both caters to both is is phenomenal. But I think you're right. You know, there's a lack, I think, in the crypto space with what they consider is a priority. You know, and you look at projects that thrive in complexity almost and, and different, you know, potential use cases for their their tokens and you know how you can split it up and you know you look at prism and prism is is great product for what it does and it caters to a certain segment of the population but it's not something you would ever approach 99 percent of the people on the street about and so crypto in my opinion the, the winners the real winners will be those that are maximizing the simplicity rather than maximizing you know uh the small fraction that can be fragmented into a million different pieces and do a different you know million different uses so uh, yeah no congratulations to you guys on that I, i'm incredibly excited to see where you guys take it but uh yeah those are my two cents so i appreciate it this goes into loop and not just in loop, just in general, I think. Um, I think the big thing is is we're kind of in such a driven technology phase of crypto where this innovation is driving the growth. But usually what ends up happening is that after a certain point, innovation kind of gets to a certain level, at least for a while, like a plateau. And suddenly you, you've got to compete. Protocols have to compete and they may not be able to compete on their technology, technology level. So they have to start competing on their UI UX level. And that's where you start getting radical shifts and upgrades in UI UX. I mean, even if you look at Cosmos so far, you know, the, the best UI UX experience has been um, Osmosis. And, and I would still say that it's a pretty, it's still got a long way to go in that regard. But then even within Cosmos, if you looked at a lot of the, 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 the protocols there, you've got a SIF chain or a few of those. And the UI UX experience is, is like, what the hell? But they're doing well, right? So they've been focused on the tech and the tech's done well. But in the next leg of their journey, then that's where they have to bring in the UI UX because you can't have that poor UI UX going into the future. Yeah, totally. That's uh, I've been kind of blessed and cursed with <laughs> not being that technologically you know, inclined. I mean, I can understand quite a bit and I, I put the effort to growing in my understanding and knowledge, but um, you know, I can pretty easily tell when something is more complicated than it should be and won't have a whole lot of success. Well, I think you're right. The, the, the devs really do run most things and for them, it's simple. You, know, you have to do all these different, uh, different loops just to get to the right spot with your money and do the right thing. And it's just, you learn all these different words that, you know, mean a bunch of different things and it's scary because it's dealing with your finances. So it's, um, that's definitely, you're right. That's definitely going to be the next wave of improvement. And so, um, you know, like I said, that, that'll be the, the greatest victory. The, those who win that battle will be the ones to, to really take over the space. Cause I think the technology is built so far to such a, great degree that there's nowhere not a whole lot more uh room left for improvement for the average user in my opinion so we'll see i think just to come back on your, your other piece as well that i think it's really important that the, the kind of the friction that currently exists um whereby and i've seen this with uh, traditional sports brands uh launching their fan tokens some of them have been absolutely pilloried by their uh, traditional fan base community and i've 
personally had direct experience uh, where um, a, a relatively small uh, football or soccer uh, club was purchased by a, a series of um, uh, crypto uh, and NFT enthusiasts uh, as part of a DAO purchase. And, and the fan base has reacted extremely negatively to it. And, and obviously, it's it shows how early we are that there's that almost mistrust and and, and uh lack of understanding of, of of what it's all about um and, and allied to that the kind of the friction that as you rightly say you know devs and and, and people who are deeply immersed in, in 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 the culture will absolutely embrace you know multiple swaps and different wallets and everything else in order to, to get yourself uh to, to point a um, but I think the UX uh, UI side of it will come because without it, we're not going to get the larger scale adoption and indeed what, what I call the kind of the normie community that don't really want to be, be bothered or stressed by the technical side of it, um, that there needs to be a kind of smoother wrapper, if you like, around a lot of it. And I think I think that will come in time for sure. Absolutely. And just my last last sentence or last statement, I suppose, is, is uh, you know, I think that the stigma for the normie community is really the greatest downfall for most protocols and projects and and chains, um, because they don't understand that it's not just the normies that you're onboarding, but all of the retail uh, chain, all the retail, you know, traditional chains that are looking to where the normies are going and where you have the greatest amount of hedge funds and investment being built. It's not looking at where is the greatest 2% improvement in technology. It's it's where is the next group of people heading to and how can we get ahead of the curve to maximize our profits um, and interact with this entirely new clientele. So I, I think that it's not just the normies who bring in a dollar or a hundred, but rather the massive multi-billion dollar corporations who are looking at it. And it, that's kind of who's following this next normie wave. It's it's uh, those those are the kind of the uh, the little uh, pawns, if you will. I mean, I don't, I don't have a problem calling myself a pawn uh, in terms of, you know, the weight that I carry. I'm not a whale, but, uh, you know, I, I recognize the value behind that um, to be even greater than than what most people, I think, in the crypto sphere look at. So. It's exciting for sure. I, I think as well, you know, the mainstream has a relatively short, uh, short, um, I was going to say it bad. I was going to say short memory, but it is true in terms of just as humans, maybe, uh, and maybe maybe humans that aren't as, um, you know, maybe visionary in terms of being entrepreneurs that typically look five to six, seven years ahead. But the majority like of cycles, right, you're looking at even stock market cycles, you're looking at crypto cycles. There's a couple of years and then pretty much the, the trauma of years past is almost forgotten from crypto, right? Because, you see it every couple of years, 2017, you get the mainstream wave that's hyping on crypto, then it crashes, they're gone for a couple of years and then they come back. And it's almost like as if it never happened in the past, right? So that, that wave will happen again and it will take a different form. It will be a different narrative, almost if you like, uh, a, a different narrative around crypto where, is it, I mean, this, this time, I mean, Web3 was a really big driver, right, for, for crypto. So even if it's a different name or a different narrative, Web3 and NFTs is really the driver for crypto this time around. Next time around, it will be something different. So it, it, I think as an entrepreneur and as, as an early adopter, the, the idea is to position yourself you know, before the wave, like you position yourself a couple of years ahead of the wave 
to work out and build exactly what's going to happen with the next narrative. And when you do that properly, that's where, you know, success happens at a high level. So I'm very excited uh, about that uh, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think the future pathway is going to be very exciting to, to watch as, as things unfold over the next uh, next few years. And I think that's always been at the heart of some of the other discussions we've had, both on these spaces and, and, and in other areas as well, that, that kind of longer term adoption. You know, that the, um, we are still very early uh, by way of um, the NFT community. Uh, just offer out, as always, if anyone else wants to step up and, and, uh, and share their thoughts or, or ideas, uh, very welcome indeed. Uh, it's been um, yeah, really good and interesting time uh, you know, post uh, post trauma reflections, I think, are bringing out some very good ideas and some very uh, positive plans that that um, I think will actually see the broader um, space really enriched over 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 the over the coming time. I think maybe it's worth perhaps just touching briefly upon obviously some of the developments that we're looking at as well ourselves, Simon, in terms of uh, the project. That admittedly, with everything that's happened in the last few weeks, we've had to sort of slightly dial down the gas a little bit, but we are looking to launch our own um, uh, multi-phase um, NFT-supported uh, project, which we've been developing sort of quietly over, over the last uh, few months. Uh, again, uh, we, we were actually even prior to the to the the terror changes looking at you know, cross chain opportunity, um, but um, but yeah, I think um, like everyone else, we're, we're having to sort of think quite carefully about you know the when, the how, the sizing. Um, but but I'm personally very excited about about you know, where that's building out, alongside obviously the broader activities that that Loop are building as well. Yeah, it's been a, it's been quite a hectic time, hey. I mean, people maybe haven't seen the front of scenes, but behind the scenes, it's been building like like a madman. Um, I mean, I, I, you know, with our project, that's sort of been a little bit sort of more behind the scenes for a little while. Uh, but over the next, you know, couple of weeks and months, you'll start to see that developing quite a bit. Um, and you know, obviously, looking into Cosmos, and you know, we've got quite a lot of good connections. Uh, to make this stuff re- really happen in a big way, so that's that's very exciting. Um, and, and as I you know, talked about this the other day, actually on a different social media platform, but I was saying that when times are like this and down, and everybody else is down, it's your best opportunity to build or to create or to accumulate or to do all these things. Because when everybody's out of the game, that's when you've got to step into the game to the biggest level possible, and that's how you set yourself apart from everybody else. Is uh, even if you work in an organization, a company, when everybody, if you're wanting to, to excel and grow in that company, the best time to do so is actually uh, in an even bigger way is when when everything's down and the, the, the if you like the morale's down and, and it's a recession and, and things aren't great because you'll stand out more, uh, you know, as a sled puller when things aren't going great and you're the one that's, that's pulling the, pulling everything. It's the same in crypto and building inside crypto, right? Like, when these crashes happen, the noise actually dies down quite a lot. So it's a lot easier for you to step up if you're able to, to you know, kind of, um, if you like, manage those emotions and regulate those emotions and keep building no matter what the landscape looks like and adjusting to it, then you stand out in a much, much larger way than everyone else. So it's really, really key when these things happen to actually step up rather than step down. 
And I think actually strangely, I know we've touched upon this as well, <clears throat> that that period of sort of strange calm that's descended upon a, a slightly more sub subdued market um, does give a little more kind of space to build, space to think about these plans. And I think that's certainly something that I'm I'm noticing. Um, obviously, the extraordinary events aside, um, it, it's, it's certainly um, something that I've, it's just giving that kind of reset focus because actually there was an interesting um, piece I saw the other day as well where, you know, looking at the kind of crashes, you can expect that a lot of projects candidly will, will, will not survive. Um, and actually in, in, in a bull market, the strong, any project, not any, but most projects have a very high, uh, well, a higher, sorry, I'm just dropping my earpiece there, a higher probability of success. Whereas in a bear market, it really tests you know, the inherent value uh, build behind projects. So, yeah, there's an element of um, almost Darwinism, isn't it, uh, in terms of looking at the projects that are, are built to to survive that uh, that downturn. And, and I think the characteristics that we can all look at to ensure you build a good project, I think will come more to the fore for those pro for those uh, communities that thrive um, in these darker circumstances. Just try not to sneeze there. So I think I'm uh, full of hay fever at the moment, I think is the best way to describe it. I'm feeling a little bit nasal. But, <laughs> uh, but hopefully, um, uh, like like the challenges in the market, that, that will pass. It's a seasonal thing. Um, yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, other, other thoughts, Simon? I reckon we we close up in a couple minutes or five minutes or something. But um, there's a there's a funny saying that always plays in my head, and this applies to crypto and applies to everything too. And uh, excuse my French for it, but um, the concept is competition only exists if you shit at what you do, which is quite a harsh <laughs> it's quite a harsh saying. But if you if you extrapolate the the saying of that and the meaning of that, it's it's really understanding that. People often are scared off by that competition in the market when in reality, it just comes with being better. In, in, and that can come in multiple ways, right? Like better can mean, you know, having a, a more unique selling proposition and being, you know, kind of more different. But also better can mean, again, you know, making better choices around UI UX. Like you could take two, two, two um, I don't know, two platforms and one of them may have real bad UI UX and the other might have really good UI UX. Now there's more to it than that because you can have platforms of bad, you know, user experience that that win in the short term. But if you're playing the long term game and you focus on excellence and being better, where many projects actually don't, many projects you'll find sometimes they'll build, they'll focus really heavily on the tech, or they'll build really early in the early stages and then they'll they'll take the foot off the gas. Um, but if you really want to stand out in the market, like. People are often scared off by the saturation of competition, but if you focus on being better, then you know competition doesn't really exist, right? And there's an argument as well that if you have two or three very powerful um, projects that are perhaps in the same space as you, there can be an element of pushing each other to higher to higher standards of success. Um, I think also related to that, and something that I think is, is quite nice about the NFT space is you do see a lot of genuine and positive collaboration between different projects. I think that in itself creates a slightly different um, you know, view of what, what is genuinely a competitive landscape as opposed to a collaborative landscape. I think that's, that's probably another um, 
aspect that I would say that that's slightly different about about NFT projects in particular. Um, clearly, there is a form of competition because it, some of the marketplaces are very crowded, uh, but there's an element of um, you'll see yeah, the best projects supporting each other and actually raising up, raising the tide for everyone, which I think is very positive. Uh, and also an element of self-policing that yeah, we, we've seen across a number of different chains for um, yeah, poor quality projects, rugs and so on. I think people are getting very good at actually highlighting where something smells a bit fishy uh, uh, and, and raising that as a, as a kind of red flag. I mean, I'm sure uh, a lot of you on this uh, space is a certain I do uh, the promoted tweets I get from some frankly look absolute garbage mints that have been running for months. And you think, well, <laughs> uh, and they have a lot of retweets, but they're, they're clearly not selling out. There's no sense of a quick, a quick uh, uh, mint uh, and win, uh, and and in some cases, some questionable um, landing pages and sites associated with where to mint. Um, so I do find that aspect quite interesting as well. And, and the comments are, are, are very much worth reading as well. <laughs> if anyone's seen some of those ones, God, there's some bloody awful ones out there. But um, yeah, I think one of them was called Invisible, something like Invisible Girlfriend or something. I was thinking the only thing that's going to be invisible is your money. Um, so, uh, so no, very amusing, though. Uh, and there's plenty of other ones. I think there's a rhino's one doing the rounds at the moment. And uh, I think another one, I think there's a, there's a theme on invisibility, which never sets a positive note for me. There we go. Um, Yes, no, I'm happy if if we're, if we're not got any more sort of speakers coming up. But as I say, it's, it ebbs and flows of the tide. Some weeks we'll have uh, um, huge numbers, other weeks um, lesser so. But it, quality over quantity. Really appreciate all of our um, all of our listeners joining, and uh, uh, I will certainly be looking to do this again. I think next week we might have a pause because um, Simon is is about to be. Uh, on his travels. So uh, potentially we, we may take a, a sort of a one week pause on, on these regular spaces. Um, I am potentially lined up to do a number of spaces in the next uh, few days. Uh, I've stuck something in my uh, uh, latest loop update. Uh, I'm in conversations with the likes of um, our friends from Poppin' Puffins who are set to mint uh, this weekend, which would be quite exciting. Um, there's also Dystope AI who are sort of making their move on to uh, Polygon. And potentially I'll be doing another spaces with the guys at uh, money shots in the next couple of weeks as they're starting to develop out their their financials and the general roadmap for their project as well so yeah lots of different things um set to land uh, and i'm quite excited about that uh, also see we've got um, sarah on here from the uh, recently renamed was luna fest and is now i think decentra fest that's quite exciting as well there's some some great developments there and a potential for me to be doing a spaces with those guys as well fairly soon so i think um, as we as we re-emerge out the other side of you know terror 2 is now live for better or ill and i do wish it well um there's going to be lots of projects re-emerging and i know probably my last bit of update uh, a couple of marketplaces are, are stating they're going to continue with terror to nowhere art and talis so there will be a a, a terror nft market uh, that will exist and obviously projects will, will continue to work and mint on there so i'm keen to sort of keep across that as well i think it's actually decentralized i think that's the oh sorry sorry yeah no, yes, yeah, I think yeah. I think you're right. Yes, and I, I've I've uh, I've certainly given a a a, um, a tag for you earlier, Simon. So I think some of the guys are going to be um, in the same space as you um, in in Texas in in a week or so's time. So it'll be quite exciting. 
yeah, I'll be in uh, I'll be in Austin uh, for a couple of days there. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Excellent, excellent stuff. Well, pleasure as always, Simon. And um, I'll leave you to your your morning. Um, I, on the other hand, sort of coming to the end of my day, so I shall be uh, not quite yet, but fairly soon going to bed. But um, yeah, thank you everyone for for tuning in, and um, yeah, look forward to doing some more spaces very soon. Always a pleasure. I'll see you on the next one. Likewise. Yep. Take care. Speak soon. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Towards the Cosmos and Beyond, NFTs and Protocols discussion hosted by SuperTerra, recorded on Monday, May 30th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. And if you want to keep listening, head on over to TerraSpaces.org slash donate and show some support. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them. If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited. I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing. It's the season of reason, y'all be seizing the research. I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork. It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is. But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves. The future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Imagine a world in which an old dying man's last dying wish is fulfilled. Alexa? Can you play that one Cephi space where he clowned all the Safe Moon and XRP bag holders and then told everyone to buy Luna because it was going to a thousand? I'm, I'm confused why we're not talking about the fact that you can easily like 300x your money on XRP. Like, you know, I son, I remember a time. And it's Alexa, enough. I'm trying to reminisce now. I remember a time before Terra Spaces existed when things that were said on random Twitter spaces would just 
get lost to the proverbial black hole of time. Time. That's the best bet. Uh-uh. Why isn't Luna in wind turbines? Hey, guys, though? I'm reading all about these wind guys, turbines. Guys, do you mind if I explain Cardano a little bit? Because I've been in Cardano since like 2018, and I can't do a full breakdown. Um, Just when you thought it was safe to shill shit coins. <laughs> oh my god, you guys. I don't know what to do. So much blood. It's so red. From the creators of your exit liquidity in association with we all love to hear ourselves talk, Inc. For more information, go to terraspaces.org slash donate. Terraspaces. <laughs>